Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are speaking with Carly Morgan of Magical Day Weddings, which is the clearinghouse for everything Disney wedding related, especially if you want to see pictures of real Disney weddings, plus a ton of other wonderful new features. So today, Carly's going to share with us how she got started being a Disney wedding blogger and all the great new things coming down the pipeline for Magical Day Weddings. Welcome, Carly. Thanks. I'd just be interested to know, first of all, how you got started becoming a Disney bridal blogger. Well, um, a million years ago, back in 2008, I started uh, what was then called, I believe, the $20,000 Disney wedding blog. Um, And it was a blog about planning my own wedding. Um, My whole budget was $20,000, and it was sort of an experiment to see if I could actually stay in those numbers. I got married a year later in 2009, and by then I had met tons of Disney brides, and I wanted to start sharing their days just because I was excited for them, and that has sort of turned into this whole roller coaster of sharing Disney weddings and inspiration and all of the information that has kind of popped up about different things that you can do for your Disney wedding, and now it's just huge and wonderful, and I love it, and that's sort of how that happened. What would you say sets a Disney wedding apart from a traditional wedding? Well, obviously, there's the location thing. Um, most Disney weddings, you know, are happening at Disneyland uh, on the Disney Cruise Line or at Walt Disney World. I do cover Disney-inspired weddings that people have in their hometowns, but for the most part, people are actually pretty close to the theme parks. And at least for my wedding, the thing that really sort of made our wedding different from other weddings that happened in my family was that it it's this great memory of this wonderful vacation that just happened to have a wedding in it. So when people think about our wedding, they think about things like Splash Mountain and Illuminations at Epcot and all of this other stuff that I actually didn't you know, incorporate into our wedding. But in their heads, I did all of that because I was awesome. And I love that about Disney weddings. So now tell us a little bit about your Disney wedding. So we got married at the Wedding Pavilion, and we had our reception at the Grand Floridian, which is a really popular combination. I think that's probably the most popular combination that I see with weddings that get submitted today. I have to say that we picked those locations because I was really enamored with the Wedding Pavilion. I had seen it years before and always wanted to get married there. And I picked the Grand Floridian because it was really convenient to be able to walk from the ceremony location to the reception. And I didn't want to have to worry about paying for a limo. Um, We didn't do the carriage or anything like that. And the funny thing is that when I picked those locations, I had only been doing research about Disney weddings for maybe a month or two. I mean, I picked those locations really early on so that we could make sure that we got our date. And now that I've been doing this for the last five years, I think that we actually probably would have gone another direction. There are other locations that I really get excited about now when I see them submitted, and I feel like they weren't as far out of our budget as I had originally thought. So I do wish that I had been better informed. And I loved our wedding, 
it was beautiful. It was perfect. The guests loved it. But it's funny because I would be so much better at planning it now, five years after I've been married than I was back then. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I often, I mean, the reason I wrote my book was like, it had all the information in it that I didn't have when I was planning. So I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, but I loved your location. I wish that people would use that more often. I almost never see it. I kind of like that. <laughs> Don't tell. <laughs> um, well, so tell me about what locations you would pick now. I think that if I was to plan a wedding right now or a vow renewal or anything like that, I would probably still stay out of the parks uh, if I was getting married at Walt Disney World because I don't like the photography restrictions. If there were no photography restrictions, I would definitely be an Epcot bride. But I think that if I was to go back, honestly, you know, I'm really getting into the locations that people don't use very often. So I'm starting to see more things that are happening at ricks at coronado springs or things that are happening at the swan and dolphin and i I really like the unusual locations and just how many things um could be done with them so i feel like i would probably go that direction but honestly if i if i wasn't married and kyle and i were planning a wedding right now i would be a disneyland bride oh interesting okay so what locations would you use at disneyland i'd probably have one of those great big weddings that moved around a lot (laughs) (laughs) i think i would i would want to get married in the courtyard outside of the Grand California, um, and then have my reception probably somewhere in Disney's California Adventure, just because, especially with the nighttime photos, and I'm thinking of um, PB&J's wedding right now. I'm, I'm completely copying their wedding, actually, in my head, because I love the night shots inside the parks with the lights and how beautiful and romantic everything looks. Uh, yeah, I think we'd go that way. And listeners, if you'd like to see those photos, I did an interview with them earlier in the year, uh, somewhere around February or March, so you can see all these great photos Carly is talking about. Have to see them because they're amazing. (laughs) Plus now, I mean, you could probably get pictures in Cars Land with all the neon and everything. I know. Oh, Oh. the engagement pictures that I've seen coming out of Cars Land. I just, I haven't seen it yet because we haven't been down to Disneyland and it makes me so excited. Oh, that's great. So now then I'm curious because you started out when you were planning your own wedding and you had this budget Disney wedding blog. What is your number one tip for saving money on a Disney wedding? My number one tip is to be educated. You're sort of limited with Disney weddings. Sometimes if you do want to secure a date that you, you know, you're supposed to make a bunch of decisions early on about your location, things like that. Most of that stuff can be changed eventually. So I don't want people to feel like they have to be locked into what their first decision was with Disney weddings. I mean, you definitely want to stay in touch with your wedding coordinator to make sure that you can make changes. But as you're planning your Disney wedding, in addition to looking at the official stuff that comes out of the Disney wedding department, I would say I tell everybody they need to read your book. And then I tell everybody they need to get on my blog. And then there's a bunch of other Disney wedding blogs that are popping up all over. Mindy's got a great one. And you know, the more that you read and the more real weddings that you see and the more you talk to people that have been there and have planned their weddings, you're going to learn all sorts of stuff and about all sorts of options that you didn't know were out there. And the best thing that you can do as a bride is to arm yourself with all of that information because then you're going to be making the choices that really fit exactly what you want and will really fit your budget. That's great advice. So now talk to us about Magical Day Weddings. What are your goals with this new and improved version of your site? Well, the goal is right now, um, obviously the goal is to keep growing, which isn't, it shouldn't be too tough because I get submissions all the time and it's fantastic to see how many people are really embracing 
both Disney weddings and the idea of having an engagement session that's either Disney themed or is at a Disney location. Um, my personal goals with the site, I want to add more galleries so that the site stays really visual because I think that visual inspiration is one of the best things that you can do when you're collecting information for your wedding. And I'd also really like to encourage, you know, community participation. That's always kind of a battle because I think the brides love to chat with each other, but they aren't really chatting on my site. And it's funny because there's a ton of conversations going on on my Facebook page, which is great for me. But then if you and I are not Facebook friends, or you're not looking at my page, you're not seeing all of that. So I'd really like to find a way to you know, shift the conversation, have people leave comments on the wedding submissions that come in, especially because I know the brides do go back and you know, check their photos and they want to see if anybody said anything. I know that you're familiar with Hope, of Hope and Mike, and she's such a sweetie. She she comments on like everybody's weddings and often, um, you know, she'll be the only person that's commenting on the blog, even though a bunch of people are over on my Facebook wall talking about how beautiful that post is. So I'm trying to, um, you know, sort of move the community center off of Facebook and over onto the site. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I'm noticing that whereas a couple of years ago when you and I were planning, message boards were the best resource for getting information from real brides and grooms uh, who had had Disney weddings. Now there's a Facebook group that's really popular and people are taking their conversations into private groups, which is great because you can you can say whatever you want and you don't have to worry about your guests finding out your plans or your wedding planner saying, why is she asking those questions? But it's not great for people who don't know about the group. And so how do they get information if all of the conversations are private? Right. It's kind of a double-edged sword. I actually do encourage people to use those private uh, message boards just because when everything was public, we were all over on the big public boards. We did have that problem where people were coming in and they were just being rude and mean because people like to do that on the internet. And I feel like Facebook, especially if you've got Facebook and Facebook groups, you know, if people want to leave comments, they're usually leaving it with their profile. So your little picture is next to whatever nasty thing you just said. <laughs> like, it really discourages people who are just wasting everybody's time. But at the same time, it almost makes it feel like, you know, there's an in crowd and either you're in or you're out. And if you're a new Disney bride, I think it can be intimidating to see all of these brides who know each other and who know so much about Disney weddings and then try to find a way to, to get into the conversation and share your own day, which is really too bad because I love meeting new brides and I love that initial excited period where they just have no idea, but they've just gotten engaged and they're just really happy. And it would, it would be nice to see more of that incorporated into, you know, I don't know, the old brides, I guess we shouldn't call ourselves that. But you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. So now I always am talking about how you have this great photo resource on Magical Day Weddings that it's a wonderful way to see real weddings in basically any location you could possibly choose, especially at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Can you highlight some other features of the site that my listeners might not know about? Well, um, I think the photos in the galleries are definitely my favorite part. But the site has been going for five years now and there are a lot of posts that have gotten buried that have information about planning your wedding on a budget or have you know longer posts that spotlight people's personal experiences with budget planning or you know their wedding planning sessions and I feel like the those articles sometimes get overlooked because the pictures are so pretty but there's a real wealth of knowledge I know you've done a couple guest posts I've had guest posts from other people and I need to, I suppose that's another goal of mine is I need to really start bringing that to the surface because I feel like there's so much information that would be helpful for planning brides and it is kind of getting buried because of that blog format. So I would say if you are a bride, you know, use the search function and click around, find out what other people are reading. Um, you can usually 
you know, see from the comments and things like that if something has really hit home for people. And the comment sections, definitely read the comments because people leave their tips in there all the time. And if, if you're planning a wedding, that stuff can be invaluable. You know, the other thing I like is this map you have where you can see a map of Walt Disney World and then click on the different locations to actually go straight to events from those locations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, we've actually got, uh, my husband and I have been working on a couple more maps and I'm working on one right now that's sort of fun. It's a map of Disneyland because I get so many Disneyland engagement sessions and now you can click and see at this spot, this photo was taken so that if you're planning your own photography session, you know, you know, I really like that bridge with the hearts. Where the heck is that? <laughs> now you'll be able to tell. But it's not posted yet, so you're going to have to stay tuned. All right. Well, it's good. something to look forward to. And then talk a little bit about the vendor section of your site. So the vendor section is great. And I do sort of push my vendors often, but I do that because the people that are listed in the vendor section are people that work Disney weddings. They're really familiar with the locations and most of these vendors I've worked with for a really long time and I trust them. So if you go to the vendor list, there's going to be two lists. There's one for Walt Disney World and one for Disneyland. Because I have a handful of vendors that work both, but most people are really either California or Florida. And the vendors are divided by what they do. So we've got a photography section, floral section, things like that. The photography section is the biggest. And my photographers that are listed are a lot of people that you're going to see submissions from on the blog but it has all of their contact information in a really easy to read format because when I was planning my wedding I hated going to everybody's websites and trying to figure out okay where is your email address where's your phone number like here's your gallery but I have no idea how to contact you and so that's been really nice because you can just sort of see okay well here's 15 20 people that I know have done Disney weddings and I can see some of their work and here's our contact information right here. The list is not all inclusive. I will say that because I do charge a fee to be on that list. I do that because I don't want people who just happen to work Florida weddings to suddenly sneak in there and pretend that they're a Disney wedding vendor, even if they don't actually work Disney weddings. Um, so you do have great vendors who aren't on the list, but who I support. I'm trying to think, oh, Root Photography is an obvious one. They're not on the list, but I love sharing their work. And they did my wedding. They did your wedding. We love them. So no. I will say that it's not the end-all, be-all vendor bible for Disney weddings, but it's, it's a good place to start if you really just are overwhelmed and you have no idea. So now you gave us this great tip about the best way to save money is to be informed. Do you have any other tips or advice for someone who's considering or planning a Disney wedding? I mean, I think that the stuff that I would tell a new bride is a lot of the stuff that you see with any wedding, which is, you know, don't rush into anything. Don't be overwhelmed by the family drama that inevitably pops up, no matter who you are or where you are. And try to keep your guest list under control, things like that. The biggest thing is just... I think that there's a real push now to have your wedding be the kind of wedding that you see in the big bridal magazines or on the really big blogs like Style Me Pretty, which are the over-the-top, really elaborate, everything's been handmade by the bride who, you know, wove the fabric herself to make sure that it was her perfect color. Even though I love those weddings and I think that they're wonderful, I feel like they're creating this unnecessary amount of pressure to make sure that everything in your wedding is themed and perfect and unique or trendy. And really, at the end of the day, you know, your wedding guests are just going to have a good time if you're having a good time and if the food is good and if the environment is relaxed and fun. And so 
it's funny because I feel like brides have started to plan their weddings for other brides because they want to be able to show their pictures and say, see, my wedding was also beautiful. But most of the time, those other brides aren't going to your wedding. So you should really <laughs> be planning for your grandmother because she's going to be there. <laughs> That's awesome. Plan for grandma, folks. Yep. <laughs> Well, Carly, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You can find Carly's blog at MagicalDayWeddings.com. I really think you've offered some great advice for anyone who's considering a Disney wedding or already planning a Disney wedding, and I appreciate your sharing it on the show today. Sure, this was fun. Thank you. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com. <laughs>